anyone claiming that America's economy is in decline is peddling fiction. I've abandoned free market principles to save the free market system. But we have to pass the bill so that you can uh, find out what is in it. Raising the debt ceiling does not increase our debt. It does not somehow promote profligacy. I know words. I have the best words. Nobody knows the system better than me, which is why I alone can fix it. Well, all right, all right. What's going on, everybody? Welcome back to the Peddling Fiction Podcast. I am your host and fearless leader, the purveyor of peddling fiction, Johnny Profita, the voice and soul of so-called fiction, and back with me on this lovely Tuesday afternoon, semi-sober, totally awake, Justin Hillbilly Boy Campbell. What's going on, man? Oh, not too much. Just, as always, working on this house. As we were talking about before we got started, uh, on days that I, I have to pick up my kids from school and I'm working on the house, I, I like to start my drinking just as soon as I get home from picking them or from dropping them off. That way, by the time I go to pick them up, I'm back sober and don't have to worry about any you know driving issues. Yeah, you know, work is much more tolerable when you can uh, catch a buzz while you're doing it. Especially if you're doing, you know, like demo on a house or something like that, or, you know, sanding and fucking hanging drywall and shit. You don't really need to have all your faculties about you. Mostly it's just, you know, can you put a screw in the wall relatively straight? Yes. But I can't do that shit sober. It takes me like 15 fucking attempts. So, (laughs) Uh, yeah, I might as well just booze it up. I, I wish, you know, back when I was doing that kind of stuff, podcasts weren't really a thing in like 2007, 2000. Yeah. Like early 2007 you didn't really have podcasts. So like I would listen to like sports talk radio, you know, like in Chicago, it was Waddle and Sylvie complaining about the bears, complaining about the Cubs. And uh, you know, it was fine. But now when you have wonderful programming such as this podcast and maybe a couple a couple others that could kind of hold a flame to us um man that must be that must be a good time uh you know if you didn't have anything else to do you just kind of throw in a podcast crack open a fucking beer or whatever it is you're drinking and uh get to work so my wife and kids have been making fun of me throughout this whole process because uh like I took carpentry and machine shop and an auto shop when I was in high school, which is where I learned how to do a lot of this shit. Uh, but we would always have the radio on. And since I went to school with a bunch of rednecks, they'd always play country music. So while I've been working on the house, I've been listening to country music on Pandora. So like my wife and kids will walk into the house while I'm over there working. And like, Oh God, what are you listening to? I'm like, shut up. It gets me in the mood. Just like go away. If you don't want to listen to it, you don't have to be over here. Yeah. Yeah. And well, you know, the Mexican equivalent to that is fucking ranchero music. That's just terrible. <laughs> they love to play that shit while they're doing work. I've, I've got my playlist pretty well cultivated that it, it really only plays stuff that like gives me that nostalgic high school feeling uh, any of the like garbage, the really, really garbage country music stuff. And I don't get any of that stuff. So, yeah. Yeah. Well, Anyway, um, I do have, I guess, uh, one announcement to make that I should do at the beginning of the show, just so everybody, not that anybody doesn't listen all the way to the end, but um, some bad news, I guess, to report on the peddling fiction front. I've decided not to do the um, super spreader event in this December. Um, It's just... I'm having a hell of a fucking time nailing down a venue and there's just been a lot of uh, other crazy personal shit uh, in my life getting in the way. And now I don't want to have the the same struggle I had last year trying to throw this thing together in a couple of months, especially since I, I'm trying to make it uh, much bigger this year. So 
Um, I haven't decided. I do. I, I still plan on doing it, but it won't be in December. I haven't decided if I'm going to try to do it in like the middle of next year and like May, or if I'm just going to wait until next December. Um, I think I'd rather do it in the middle of the year, but I, you know, I don't know what's uh, what's preferable for everybody. If you want like a little pre-summer uh, vacation or a post-summer vacation, come down have here to Mexico. Like, have it be like April or May where it's kind of a uh, spring breakish type? Yeah. Yeah. April, you know, I mean, that's, that's definitely a possibility. Um, you know, there's a really big holiday here uh, right around uh, Easter that, that, you know, there'd be a lot of, uh, a lot of crazy parties to go to for people that are into that, but yeah, maybe a spring break type thing. Um, I guess it's just sort of dependent now on finding the right venue. It, it really is just unbelievable how long it takes to get responses. And, you know, I'm going through this company and they have to like contact the owner and then the owner has to get back to them and then they have to get back to me. And it's just, it is just like unbelievable, Un unbelievable. It'll be like a week before I fucking hear anything. And it's a simple question. Like, when can I go look at the venue? And a week will go by. And then, then they'll be like, oh, you know, like somebody decided to stay longer. So now it's no longer available. Like that has happened. I've lost probably three potential venues just from um, Mexicans being fucking jerk offs about getting back to me in time. And and now we're, we're kind of under the gun where it's like, I, dude, I don't want to have to do ever, like, I need more fucking stress in my life right now over the next three months. Like I need a hole in the head. Um, I'll be going back to Chicago. I just found out yesterday. I need to go back a month from now for a, for a, a, a work thing for one day. Um, not diversity training though. Team building, my other favorite fucking thing to do. So I, I figure I better show up for that. Um, so I'll be going back, which, you know, it, it's not the end of the world. I'll be back in Chicago for my birthday. Getting old. I'll be 38 in, uh, on September 24th. So I'll be there for a couple of days and then uh, I'll be coming back here as soon as possible. I got to look at flights now. And then I, I, the, there's been a lot of showings with my condo there. So <laughs> If I were a betting man, I would say um, we will, you know, go under contract right after I get back in September. So somebody will contact me on like September 28th and be like, yep, we have a deal. And then I'll have to fucking come back and close <laughs> um, sometime, yeah, like in 30 days or whatever. So we'll see what happens with that. I almost, you know, like I think we might have talked about this before. I'm I'm almost starting to kind of want to lean towards renting it out just because of the the rates that we've locked in for such a long time but I don't know uh, you know it, it just depends on which day you catch me if you catch me on a day where I just want the full nut all at once you know all that cash yeah take that clip out of uh context <laughs> uh all the cash up front versus just having like recurring monthly income you know, we'll see what happens with that. But yeah, so I got that in the air and then just some other weird shit. Those of you that have been on the, uh, the Friday happy hours, um, I, I do divulge some personal information on that. So if you'd like to get to know me a little better, you can become a supporting listener of the show, set up a recurring monthly donation and join us every other Friday. And depending on how much I've had to drink, who knows what I'm going to talk about. I did. Uh, there was a storm here this past Friday, so I got cut off. Uh, we lost power. Um, so, but I think uh, people came in. Oh, that's the other thing. We're going to do it uh, later now. So I think we're going to start doing it at 830 because I was sitting around by myself uh, for 45 minutes <laughs> at, you know, at 730 on Friday, which, you know, because we did one, the a makeup one the week before that was kind of expected. And as soon as I was like, all right, fuck you guys, I'm done with this. I gave you 45 minutes. Uh, people started messaging me on social media. Hey, what's going on? Where is everybody? We're here. So I hopped back on for, you know, for another hour or so, and then I lost power. But um, anyway, those are always uh, 
those are always fun. We'll figure out the super spreader. Stay tuned on that, but it's not going to be this December. There's just not enough, uh, not enough hours in the day, not enough days in the week to um, get these, uh, these locals here to do anything for you. So that's. Uh, and if you join the happy hour, you can watch me sit at my desk and work most of the night. <laughs> that's true. I'm glad you're going to push it back to 830 because with the way my work schedule is like from usually from about six to nine is when I'm I'm like really busy and then things kind of die off for the rest of the night and I just kind of put it in cruise control. So that's how I was like I, I looked at the clock and it was like 830, 845 and I was like, well, they're probably either wrapping up or getting close to it. I'll, I'll just go eat my lunch and it's, it's tough. Yeah. It's tough for me to. uh especially on a Friday. Cause usually Friday is like hectic trying to get all the rest of the stuff done for the week because the weekend is going to really suck. So we, we try to like really load up on Friday to get some stuff done. So it looks like we had a productive weekend and, and uh, usually that first two to three hours is it's, it's tough for me to, to really break free. So I, I'm glad you're pushing it back a little bit. That'll, yeah. that'll help me out too. Yeah. And we, you know, we have a lot of listeners on the, on the West coast, so it's even earlier for them, but it, it originally started as an idea. We would do it, you know, during sunset. So you guys could all enjoy the beautiful sunsets here with me. And so that's why we, we did it at, at seven 30 because sunset right now it's at eight 30. Um, when they move the clocks back, I think it'll be at seven 30 again, but, um, yeah, so it started out as a sunset thing, but that doesn't seem to be as important to everybody. So I guess I'm the only one that really cares. <laughs> they are beautiful sunsets. I, I won't deny that. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I'm sure it doesn't really do justice. Uh, you know, the cameras never do. So that's another reason to come out here for the super spreader when we have it. The, you know, the sunsets during the high season, you know, from November through May, um, they're nice, but there's usually like not a cloud in the sky. So they're just like those like perfect um sunsets i like the ones this time of year when you get like some some cloud coverage in there and and the skies change in colors a lot and stuff like that which is pretty cool but you know every once in a while there's too many clouds and then you don't get to see anything anyway um should we start actually doing a podcast well i was gonna ask you since you did since you did say you were you were coming back to chicago for a business thing have mm-hmm. you seen any of the headlines or the articles that are talking about um, like big companies are going to start winding down or even putting an end to remote work. Is there any chance that that's going to happen to you that you're going to like have to actually be back at the office? Um, That's something that's been kind of gaining traction over the last month, month and a half is some of these big companies are starting to realize they have trouble with the team building stuff and they're, they're having trouble maximizing the, potential and getting the most out of their employees, especially the ones who are working remotely. And so they're starting to put serious consideration into ending remote work for a lot of positions. Yeah. Well, I, so I have uh, seen some of that. I've also seen articles of people taking like multiple full-time jobs, (laughs) like, um, which I was like, Oh man, that's a good idea. Take like three full-time jobs you know, at like 50 grand a pop or something and just spend like two to three hours a day on each one. That wouldn't be a, that'd be a nice little haul. And then, yeah, it probably takes them a few months to realize that you're doing a half-ass job on everything. And then, um, then they fire you and you get a severance package and go on unemployment. Maybe, I don't know if you can do go on unemployment when you have two other jobs, <laughs> probably I mean, not. I think if they like send you a work computer or laptop or whatever, like you can have your own, setup and then you can have a couple of different setups for your your different work computers and and you can just handle everything i mean as long as you don't have like you don't have to field call after call after call you can yeah or like handle two emails emails and, mm-hmm. yeah 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 I'd, yeah i pretty um, so to answer your question i don't i you know i don't want to jinx this but i don't think it's going to be an issue for me i was already working remote four days a week before COVID started. So, um, it's from the conversations I've had with, uh, with, you know, with the company or whatever, they don't have any plans on, on removing my fully remote status. If they did, honestly, um, I'd, I'd probably just be like, you're going to have to fire me. 
I'm not going to quit, but I won't show up. Or, you know, I have a ton of, you know, I have a ton of vacation time saved up. I have a ton of sick time saved up. I'll just be like, you know, they, they might, you know, come in once a month, come in once a week. I'll just be like, all right, I'm sick that day. I'm sick that day. And I could probably do that for two years with all the time I have built up or they can fire me. And, uh, and then it's up to you guys. We're going to need a lot more listeners for the podcast. If you want me to keep doing this, otherwise I'll, I'll probably have to dedicate more time to the, uh, you know, the currency trading thing that, that I, I sort of do on the side. Uh, I don't think that's quite there where I'd like it to be yet <laughs> to replace everything, um, all my other income, but you know, if the place sells, I'll, I'll have a little something nice little nest egg to, uh, to live off of for a while. Of course, they're going to take like half of it in fucking taxes because you rent, rent it out and then you got that steady, steady stream. Of- yeah. Yeah. We'll see what I can. Can I live on 500 bucks a month in Mexico? <laughs> probably get damn close yeah not here not in pv but someplace else yeah yeah um so yeah we'll we'll see what happens i mean it's always in the back of my mind but i i do feel uh pretty comfortable with uh with the situation right now but there's just honestly there's just no goddamn way i would go back to the the lifestyle i was living in, in chicago I, like i've talked about it before on the show i know like i was just fucking I think I was probably depressed. I don't know. I just got so used to being miserable um, that going into the office every day, waking up at like five 30 in the morning, it's dark out. It's nine months out of the year. It's fucking freezing. And you're taking a bus to the train and then you're walking and that takes an hour. And then you do the same thing on the way home takes an hour and it's dark. By the time you get home, you either make some dinner or pick something up on the way home, you eat dinner. And then you, you know, do a few things around the house, go to bed, wake up, do it all over again. Fuck that. You know, it's just not worth it. You know, life, life is too short to be lived like that. Uh, so um, I will do everything in my power to avoid that situation. And yeah, so do me a favor, become a supporting listener of the show and share it. Share the show with, uh, with some people. Give us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. And, um, yeah, I would love to do this for, you know, if I could do this full time and, you know, we could do a couple more episodes a week or something like that, that would be wonderful, but it's just not in the cards right now. And I blame all of you listeners. (laughs) I, I was kind of disappointed in back in January, early part of the year, because I was fully prepared for the vaccine mandates to actually go into full effect. And to have to get fired from my job because I wasn't going to do it. The, um, the interesting thing about that was like we had regular conversations, um, me and, and the guys who work for me on my shift uh, about like, what are you going to do if they do come up with this? And it was like, well, we're all going to keep coming in and we're going to work until they finally like walk us out. And no, I think maybe maybe one or two people on the shift were actually already vaccinated or considering doing it if it became mandatory but 90 percent of us were just like okay like i've got income built up i've got i've got a nice big nest egg like i don't need to be here every day and and at that point i would have rolled into doing all the the like the video editing and podcast stuff full time and and really just dove into that and it uh, right now I'm kind of taking a break from all of that stuff because with the house and, and the way my work schedule is kids schedules and volleyball and school. And it's just, it got to be a little overwhelming, but if I didn't have a full-time job, I would absolutely do that like all day, every day. Like that would, that would be perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, like we always talk about on this show, you, you want to leave yourself options. You never want to just have one thing that you do because who knows what's what what's going to happen yeah they might they might change the rules on you they might try to make you do something you don't want to do and you don't want to be uh, caught in that situation you know there's nothing we, we talk about freedom and liberty on this show all the time if you're going to be a slave essentially to to another uh entity another company or something if you're, to your boss you know, all the libertarian theory in the world isn't going to 
isn't going to really help you out. So you got to, you got to have some other skills, have some other options, have a plan, a contingency plan, something like that so that you can, you know, live out your values. Um, so that's what I'm trying to do. Uh, and it's, I mean, it's a struggle, man. It's a lot of work. It's, it's fun to do some of it, but you know, the rest of it is, you know, it's a lot of, a lot of time, a lot of time, a lot of effort put into things. And it's, it's a great example of the, uh, why the labor theory of value is just complete bullshit. (laughs) I submit to you this podcast. Well, you know, on the topic of people losing their jobs, you want to get into your favorite piggy? Absolutely. Um, this was, this news was bittersweet. Um, it was long overdue in my humble opinion, but you know, we're going to lose out on so much content because our guy, Brian Stelter, uh, fell victim to the gutting that is happening at CNN. And I, you know, like I said, I have mixed emotions about this. I fucking hate this guy. I can't stand him, but the content that he provided and the entertainment he provided, uh, just on a personal level, I'm, I'm going to miss. I'm going to miss his retarded takes on everything and his blatant uh, partisanism and um, just how, I don't even know what the word is to, to describe. Just like he, he had no idea how revealing he was. And say so he was both transparent and just like how, like you were saying, blatantly partisan he was, and, and also the complete lack of awareness that, like, he would he would say stuff that it it was like, yes, we all know that that's the like that's what you think. You're not supposed to say it out loud, and he would he would do that like so many times. Yeah, it was just so unbelievable that he was supposed to be the guy that's like monitoring all the other media outlets, right? He's, he's the reliable source. You check in with him every month, every week to see how the rest of the media handled it. And it was always like, surprise, surprise, Fox News sucked. And we did great over here at CNN. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> All right. And that's why your, your numbers are great and everybody loves you. And so, I, you know, I had this one article here. He was making just stupid money, close to a million dollars a year for that guy. I mean, this is just unbelievable. Like, I can't believe that they pay CNN pays this kind of money to these people. I mean, they're they're just they're literally they're just like worthless talking heads, propaganda wings of the you know whichever party is in power. And this guy's getting a, a million dollars a year, and he's just like he's borderline unwatchable. I mean, the only reason. I would ever see him is because he was saying something so ridiculous. Well, so CNN has kind of been typically the, the mainstream, like the massive mainstream media companies. Um, they're kind of immune to fluctuation in viewership. Like things go up and things go down, but their ad revenue and everything else kind of drives it. And, and they don't really, they may cancel shows or move stuff around, but usually they don't go into like, full just like failure but cnn and this isn't the first time it's happened like it it was happening during the later half of the obama administration because cnn just sat around and jerked obama off all day every day and people got fed up with it and stopped paying attention to him and and since trump has since they don't have trump to just go out and lambast 24 7 i mean they still they still try but that that's gotten old and, and people are kind of tiring of it and, and even souring on it. Even like typical Democrats, like not the hardcore TDS Democrats, but like just normal Democrats that they're, they're fed up with it. They don't want to hear it all the time anymore. And that's really the only thing that CNN has got to run with. So now you're seeing like it's coming back around and CNN is really starting to drop off. And when CNN starts to drop off, like they go into full-on collapse mode like you've seen it with the whole uh cnn plus thing and the fact that they completely tanked that after a month like i don't think it was even a full month in and they just completely scrapped the whole thing uh and and now with so 
Chris Cuomo was the first one to go, but now you've got uh, Brian Stelter's being cut. And then there's also rumors. So the guy who, the guy who had called that uh, Jeffrey Tubin was going to be fired, that Cuomo was going to be fired, that CNN plus was going to shut down and they called that Stelter was going to be fired. He's also saying that Don Lemon and Jim Acosta are next on the chopping block in the next like three months or so. Okay. Well, he's got a pretty good track record there. It's like five for five. Yeah. Uh, yeah you know, and they're so emblematic of just this like archaic system where it's just like, you have this incestuous relationship of these, like the corporate press, they go to these like white house press conferences and their white house fucking correspondence dinners and all this shit. And they're rubbing elbows with these people. And those people tell them what to say. And then they just trumpet it back to us and CNN. Like you don't have to watch CNN. You'll get the exact same information from all the other uh, corporate press outlets with the exception of like a Fox news, like Fox news will give you something slightly different, but you know, they put together those, um, those compilations of them all you like, not only giving you the exact same news story and perspective, but like verbatim, the exact same language is used. The walls are closing in the walls are closing. In. They'll just keep saying the same fucking things. And now with the internet, because we have all these alternative news outlets and people can put together these clips and you can see just how ridiculous this is. Um, I, I think that's um, expediting the process, the collapse of a fucking CNN, like their viewership, their numbers are tanking. The CNN plus thing was sort of the canary in the coal mine, I think where, you know, they had these like ridiculous projections. Oh, we're going to have like 29 million subscribers and like they had less than 10,000. And they had to scrap the whole fucking thing. And they spent hundreds of millions of dollars on it. Um, that was the canary in the coal mine. And CNN might be sort of the canary in the coal mine for the whole industry just collapsing. Well, let's see. There are, there are a lot of polls and studies and stuff that are, that are out. that uh, They don't get as much attention as they should, but, but they have been actually getting some mainstream attention where they ask people, about uh, like consumer confidence in the mainstream news uh, companies, the mainstream like newspapers, the big like journalistic names and stuff like that. And confidence and trust are way, way down, like uh, in the 20 percentiles, uh, like the mainstream media has lower approval ratings than the Joe Biden presidency. Uh, and that's pretty impressive. And, and And you're starting to see a lot of other like alternative news sources like the Washington Examiner, uh, the Epoch Times, like there's a bunch of others. And there are even more left-leaning like alternate news sources that are that are starting to get more and more traction as people are just kind of straying away from the same cookie cutter bullshit over and over again and looking for people are starting to look for actual like real news, which is kind of white pilling. Um, but yeah, but at the same time, like it's terrible for the mainstream news media because that means, um, it's the wounded animal thing. Like the more they become in trouble, the more they're going to flail and the, the more dangerous they become with some of the propaganda that they're going to push. Like, I think that's at least some of the reason why you've seen the propaganda and like the fear porn and the fear mongering type stuff really kind of get ramped up over the last six, eight, 10 months is because they need, uh, it's that, it's that line from V for the Bendetto. We need them to remember why they need us. Yeah. And I still haven't seen it. Sorry, Johnny, the Jew, <laughs> one of these days. Um, yeah. And you know, they have to have a fucking shred of credibility and they just don't anymore. They, they had several opportunities over the last two years to try to redeem themselves. And that's what they're trying to do now by getting rid of all these fucking clear, clearly just fucking partisan hacks. I, I think it's too late. I think when you bought like the whole fucking black lives matter riots, you botched that you fucking run with all of these bullshit, Jussie Smollett stories. You botched the whole COVID thing. It's just, it's too much. I don't, I don't see how you can repair that reputation, but that doesn't mean that they're not going to try. And 
you know, the, the scary thing, like you were saying is like, oh, well, if there's like a war that they can put, like, as soon as the Ukraine thing was going, I'm sure they got a nice bump in those numbers. And, you know, we're, we're kind of pretty close to a fucking civil war here at home. I wouldn't put it past them to just sort of push like some really fucked up narrative. I mean, these people, they're soulless fucking monsters. They will, they will start race riots in Chicago if they can, if it means they'll get some, some ratings and they don't give a shit what happens to the, to the, you know, to the city, to the people They they couldn't care any less. Hey guys, today's show is brought to you by our friends over at Lorenzotti Coffee. You know them well by now. They are our oldest and longest running sponsor. We love these guys. We love their premium Italian coffee that they deliver right to your door. So do yourself a favor. Get your mornings started right with the taste of freedom. Go to lorenzotti.coffee and use promo code FICTION so they know I sent you. And you'll get 10% off your order. That's Lorenzotti, L-O-R-E as in Edward, N as in Nancy, Z as in Zebra, O-T-T-I dot coffee. Promo code FICTION. Get all of your coffee and coffee supplies from these guys. And not only are they fans of the show, but they've gone above and beyond the call of duty as a sponsor. So go order some coffee, order an espresso machine, get a coffee grinder, do it all at Lorenzotti.coffee, promo code fiction. All right. So on the topic of Ukraine and, and pumping up fake wars and stuff like that, did you see the, the clip? It was from 2016 and it's Lindsey Graham and John McCain addressing a bunch of Ukrainian soldiers. And they're talking about how 2017 is going to be the year that we go on the offensive and we take it to Russia and we take it to Putin. They make sure that they emphasize, because a lot of Ukrainians have strong Russian ties, they make sure they emphasize that our enemy is not the Russian people. It's you. It's it's Putin. And Putin is the bad guy. And he's the one that we that we want to go after. And and like they're going to they're going to um, fight back against Russian aggression and all of this stuff like I've. I've got it pulled up. Let me see if I can share it right quick. Uh, yeah, let's listen to it. Oh, give me share. Uh, sharing about. Oh. Okay, fine. All right, you should be good. All right. We do have some other Stelter, Brian Stelter audio that maybe we can get into too after this. Let's bring it back to our reliable sources. I admire the fact that you will fight for your homeland. Your fight is our fight. 2017 will be the year of offense. All of us will go back to Washington and we will push the case against Russia. Enough of our Russian aggression. It is time for them to pay a heavier price. Our fight is not with the Russian people, but with Putin. Our promise to you is to take your calls to Washington. Inform the American people of your bravery. And make the case against Putin to the world. Wow. You will win. I am convinced you will win, and we will do everything we can to provide you with what you need to win. We have succeeded not because of equipment That is 
That's fucking crazy. So our two favorite uh, Republicans or former Republican, uh, John McCain and Lindsey Graham, the closeted homosexual. Man, um, isn't Lindsey Graham just like the the most sniveling little piece of shit in that? Like the whole time he's wringing his, his hands, like he just looks like a fucking villain. Yeah, and God, they just there's something just so um so interesting about them going and talking to these soldiers and telling them hey this is our plan this is exactly what we're going to try to do and that so that was i mean when did mccain die like 2018 or something like that yeah so this was the video was from 2016 so this is on the heels of for those who aren't really familiar with the whole ukrainian situation in uh 2014 there was a pretty major offensive going on of Russia trying to take back Donbass to begin with. And then, um, and some internal turmoil in the Ukraine as well, because there wasn't as much of an opposition to that. And so the U S government and and the CIA effectively went in and staged an all out coup and took the more Russian sympathetic leadership out of Ukraine and installed uh like literal fucking nazis and and got people on board who were going to be more in a backing with um nato and the european union and world economic forum type of ideas and ideals and not as russia sympathetic yeah and <laughs> Obviously, Trump getting into office kind of screwed up that whole thing. Because which, Trump was a Russian, uh, a Russian asset, obviously. Right. Of course. So they had to expose that to the world. They had to get him out of office by any means necessary. And then, of course, it's like right after he's gone. Look what happens. It, it really I mean. I wish that you would see these clips kind of like in real time instead of like eight years later or whatever it is. Yeah. Like six years later, God, it seems like so long ago, John McCain died. Um, but yeah, you know, there's that other one with uh, what, what's that general's name? Was it uh, where he's talking about like the, basically like the eight countries or whatever that the U S wants to go to war with back in like, Oh, uh, Oh, I'm drawing a blank on his name. Yeah, me too. Uh, yeah, I know what you're talking about, though. And yes. sh- like they Sean have will probably these... leave us a comment. Let us know which one it was. Yeah, well, sure. Yeah, you know they have these fucking plans, and they, you know, they don't always go exactly according to plan. But man, they do seem to get their way eventually. And it is it is fucking creepy to watch these people. Uh, and just go out there and propagandize other countries' soldiers <laughs> to go to to do uh, our you know the U.S.'s bidding. Uh, man, you know they used to. I, I don't know what what I prefer if I want them to do it to U.S. soldiers or to go over and do it in the Ukraine or whatever. It's just it's so fucking disgusting and despicable, and I wish that these videos would surface like in real time so that maybe the CNNs of the world can't take the propaganda and run with it and get, you know, get a a large portion of the American people behind, behind these fucking schemes that they're running left and right. I mean, every time, every single time they push a war, it's because of some fucking politicians hidden agenda that becomes uh, much clearer after, you know, years later when it's too late to do anything about it uh i just saw it pop up on just saw it pop up on twitter uh the u.s to announce a three billion dollar arms package for the ukraine tomorrow the single largest yet so i think it was just last week that they did another 700 million dollar arms package for ukraine and now um to be announced tomorrow another three billion Uh, i think that brings the grand total up to if I haven't, if I've been keeping up with it, it's somewhere in the neighborhood of 20 billion, maybe more than that, that we've sent to, to Ukraine so far. So, right. yeah, I mean, 
could have we could have almost uh, we we've gotten about halfway to ending world hunger, but instead we've just sent all of that to Ukraine. Of course. Yeah. It, it, God, it's just so fucking infuriating. And then what was, how much equipment did they just leave in Afghanistan? Oh God, so much. Yeah. It was like t- tens of billions worth or something like that. We're just like, yeah, no, nah, whatever. I mean, it just goes to show you how much they value your tax dollars. Did we talk about this previously? I lose track because I, I talk about this stuff on different shows. So, so much. Uh, there are, Stinger mils- missiles and other types of armament and stuff that are turning up in black markets in the Middle East, like the stuff that, that the U.S. is sending to Ukraine is turning up in black markets in Libya, Syria, all over the Middle East. And, and this this sounds bad enough on its face, but there was actually a fact checker that confirmed that this is true, that these are U.S. armaments that are going to Ukraine that are being sold on these black markets in Libya and Syria and everywhere in the Middle East. But the reason that this is okay, and the reason that they're doing this, is that Ukraine is selling this stuff because they don't have the ability to use it. So they're selling it to so that they can fund, support themselves in the war. <clears throat> and it just so happens that it's ending up on these black markets in like literal terrorist countries. It's it's okay that they're doing this because that's how they're like supporting themselves. I mean that like the the mental gymnastics to get to that point is just like baffling. Yeah. Yeah, and I mean I don't know how much longer you know the American people can keep falling for this complete bullshit. I mean it's just so clearly a money pump for these assholes. Like they are getting filthy fucking rich off of this our politicians are their politicians are uh, and it's like it's costing regular people you know the ones that tune into cnn it's costing them their livelihoods their lives it's such a disgusting enterprise and and this is how government operates like they are a fucking cancer and they will use people um use and abuse us literally to death to get what they want. And I don't know. It's just so fucking infuriating to watch them do this and watch the, you know, the Brian Stelters of the world, the the Don Lemons put no effort into analyzing it, exposing it, nothing. They just parrot whatever the fucking talking points are. And then they spend the other 99% of their, their time on the air talking about how, you know, Donald Trump's mean tweets and grab him by the pussy and all this stupid shit that doesn't mean like, it's so unimportant in the grand scheme of things, but you know, it's so fucking just stupid that it doesn't require any thought of by the American people. It doesn't require, you don't have to read anything. You can just kind of hear it and you can have an opinion on it. And then you can fight about it and discuss it and obsess about it without having to do anything else. And if you're on the right side of things, you know, you can feel good about yourself. You get some cheap virtue signaling points, but you are, you are really missing the big picture here. And I don't know. I, you know, the the empire is collapsing. I think CNN collapsing is sort of emblematic of that, of this whole system kind of crumbling. Man, there's there's a lot of fucking problems ahead. And we are flirting with disaster abroad. We're flirting with disaster at home. And yeah, they should get rid of these fucking worthless, overpaid pieces of shit who do nothing to inform the American people of what the the actual problems are. They just distract them with stupid transgender bathroom bullshit. Well, speaking of worthless, overpaid pieces of shit losing their jobs, we got Liz Cheney got voted out in Wyoming. And also Dr. Fauci has announced that as of December, he will be retiring or resigning or whatever. I was hoping you would pick up on that transition that I, I laid out nicely for you. Fauci, our favorite, uh, you know, doctor science, the, the, you know, the arbiter of truth. He um, he's going to resign. 
right after the November election, midterm elections, by the way. So uh, interesting timing. I did think it was pretty it was pretty cool and funny. Uh, Rand, Rand Paul had tweeted his resignation isn't going to stop us from pursuing like, looking into the lab leaks and everything else. Like just just because he resigns doesn't mean we're going to let him go. This is going to be that just because Trump got voted out didn't stop him from impeaching him. Well, that's, his resignation isn't going to stop us from going after all of the uh, nefarious shit he's been involved in over the last 50 years. I mean, that yeah. that part in and of itself, the fact that um, he's been in a government function of some sort for 50 years. Like, yeah, yeah, term limits for term limits for elected officials, for sure. How about some term limits for the unelected bureaucrats that are the ones who play just as much, if not more of a role of destroying our lives? Yeah, I would say more so because, you know, the the elected ones just sort of, you know, um, default to these people They're like here. This is what Fauci says. So obviously we have to do it. And they sort of, you know, abdicate their throne to these unelected uh, bureaucrats, which, by the way, the the highest paid one in the history of government and his his fucking retirement package is, is like, was it like five hundred thousand a year or something? Five fifth. It's something crazy. He's going to be making when he does retire. I don't know, like is resigning. Does that kick in your fucking pension or do you actually have to? I think it's technically going to be a resignate or a retirement when it's like he's he's stepping yeah, down well he's he's 81 fucking years old like dude <laughs> i i just there's something so disgusting about how much not a how much money they make b how long they get to stay in there especially when you do such a, a horrific job i mean i don't think there is um you know a real doctor that's not like a, you know, some sort of partisan hack, like an actual doctor who has a, a good head on their shoulders, who respects Anthony Fauci whatsoever. I mean, he is just a fucking despicable Weasley bureaucrat in a lab coat. And he, he, he doesn't know anything. I mean, he knows things, but he just lies through his teeth to, um, you, you know, to, to toe the party line, to, convey whatever message the the government wants the american people to have i mean he sold his fucking soul for a few hundred thousand dollars a year he's a despicable human being um and yeah i just term limits yeah i just don't know like they make way too much money i I, it's sickening to me and that's i mean that's the thing so i i can't remember what it is fauci's net worth is something stupid but he also makes like four hundred thousand dollars a year or something so and in in that position for 50 years i know he hasn't made four hundred thousand dollars for the entirety of the 50 years but nonetheless like there's at least some um like the numbers could add up to some extent liz cheney uh her net worth is 37 million when she she's only been in office for six years and when she entered office her net worth was somewhere in the neighborhood of like 1.6 1.7 million so you know you take the a a senator's salary is like 145 142,000 per year 142 times six does not quite equal 35 million. I don't know. You know, I've, I've never been really good at math, but yeah, that's, that's not adding up. And, but you know, they're public servants. They're, they're doing it for the American people. Obviously they care about each and every one of you, your well being, Of course, they're, they're not in this for the money. They're not in this to turn 1 million into 37 in five fucking years of doing absolutely nothing. Who would want to do that? Man, like what? What kind of investment plan do I need to be putting my money into to get that kind of a return? And yeah, yeah, you know, I you can't make that-, that return. Honestly, it's impossible. Okay. Did she have to that- pay capital gains tax on that? You know, I'm sure it's sheltered through like 50 fucking tax haven things. They, they know better than anybody how to get around their, their own fucking rules. So I, you know, I wouldn't worry about it. I mean, they has just write any- it in that the rules don't actually apply to them. Like their their position is exempt, and then they don't. 
Yeah, it's uh, it's unbelievable the shit that they get away with. You don't have to jump through hoops if you just write yourself out of the hoops. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, again, like term limits wouldn't even solve that problem. You just have to get in there for like one week and be like, all right, I'm exempt from all this shit. And this is what I want to do. And then you can just sit back and fucking collect. So this whole system needs to be fucking dismantled. And you have all of these people that are fucking carrying water for these horrible, horrible human beings. It's, you know, and I guess we can tease this, uh, the interview that we're going to do later today. Not exactly sure when we're going to drop it, but this lady has written a book about uh, propaganda, basically, and and how the brain sort of uh, reacts with it, or like how it works on your brain. I don't know. I still have to do some, some prep on this, but it, it's amazing to me how many people are are um influenced by these by these politicians who are so like i don't know how much more evidence you need that these are just like not only despicable people but totally full of shit like they are so phony in every sense like their entire existence is all bullshit everything they say is complete bullshit everything they do um, is is in their own self-interest. It, it's not for the American people. It's not to help you. It's not to help the poor. It's not to help the downtrodden. It's none of that. And if that's what you actually want to do, stop looking towards government to do it because they have failed at, at every fuck around every turn. And it's not, you know, it's not like, oh, we just need to get the right people in there. No, no, no. The, the system is not designed to help you the system is designed to help themselves and when talking about how how people like jump on board with the propaganda and just start like completely buying into it wholesale you saw that that was the turn last week liz cheney lost her primary and then immediately all of the left just came like all of the people that you would expect to be the you know the sycophants who are it's completely glued to CNN and MSNBC and all of that. Like they just come out in troves in support of Liz Cheney. That Liz Cheney is this great person. It's like, did, do y'all not remember when she literally said that she doesn't think waterboarding people is torture and that she fully supports it and that she like worked for the State Department when they were engaging in that and has stuck with that narrative for literally ten fucking years. Like to this day, the woman will not will not accept or admit that waterboarding is torture and that they shouldn't have been doing it. Like she still thinks they were doing the right thing. Um, and this is like, this is the person that we're, we're coming to the defense of because uh, she was anti-Trump. Like that's, that's her entire credential for why she's a good person yeah. now. Like, yeah. Okay. Well, because CNN told you that Trump is the worst thing ever. And so anything that's anti-Trump is by default better than anything else. And it, it's just so fucking stupid. I, I, another thing with these politicians, like term limits, nepotism. No fucking, no more. Your kids can't go into the same fucking business. I'm sorry. You don't just get to pipeline them into these fucking positions. No more, no more kids of politicians, unless your name is Ron Paul, uh, get to get into government. I'm, I'm sorry. Like, the, no, you, you just can't do it anymore. Well, and, and like that would clean up all the bushes. That would clean up the Cheneys, the McCains, the Obamas, because you know that's coming. Like, give it another, oh, give it another yeah. ten years. It, we're gonna have Obamas wave two come through. I, I can't believe mm-hmm. I can't believe Michelle hasn't gotten involved. Uh, the same for the Clintons. Like, maybe it's just because she is so unattractive, but I, I can't believe that the uh, Chelsea Clinton has never gotten into politics. Like. I think it's just strictly on looks alone that has kept her out. Thank God. But like, I can't believe she hasn't gone into politics of some sort. Uh, like it's, yeah, it's a revolving door of one shit. Gavin Newsom is fucking Nancy Pelosi's uh, nephew. Yeah, it's I mean, it is a fucking swamp. It's an incestuous swamp. And I mean, I can't think of more despicable people. Uh, than politicians other than their fucking offspring. So let, let's stop this. Uh, I mean, if anybody should be taking like fucking uh, puberty blockers and hormone horseshit and getting their dicks chopped off, it's politicians so they can stop procreating. 
They're they're fucking narcissistic, awful people that they will, you know, they will kill somebody without even fucking thinking about it or waterboard them or whatever. And who knows what they're doing to their kids? I mean, we've seen some of them like the Hunter Bidens of the world been totally fucked up. I'm sure uh, parenting played a, a nice role in all of that. I just I don't know how you stop this thing, but I think stopping the offspring is a good place to start. Keep them out of fucking government and stop voting for these politicians, kids. I mean, what politician has done a good job in your lifetime? And why do you think their kid would would do do like pick up the fucking baton? Well, and most of the like political kids who do seem to be mostly well adjusted, like I, I don't think I don't think Bush's daughters really have had anything to do with uh politics and they both they both like seem to be at least mostly normal people like a lot of the ones that you the politician kids that you do see that see that seem to be semi-normal like have stayed completely out of the political realm yeah well that's the thing like it attracts a certain type of person so anybody that sort of gravitates toward being a politician by definition is one of the worst people on the face of the earth uh, we were talking about, you know, IRS agents, meter maids, politicians, like they're, they're despicable people. Oh, and did just, we talk about the new crop of IRS agents? Did you see the pictures? I think, did we talk? I mean, I don't know if we actually talked about like the training program that they were doing at some fucking, is that at a college? I think so. That's what oh, it looked God. like. They yeah, had the one in the, they had the one in a wheelchair. They had they had the they had some pretty doughy ones too. Like, yeah, uh, yeah, it was hilarious. It was absolutely hilarious. Like, <laughs> yeah, just like come at me like a fucking cripple and some morbidly obese chick. Yeah, all right. So I did read the, I did read a thing that said that uh, it was like a fact checker that said that this was actually like a college recruitment type thing. It wasn't actual new irs agent training that it was a, a like a college program type thing yeah which would make sense because like i, I went through all of the the guidelines and the stipulations and, and the requirements for for these new positions like i, I know we did talk about this like we don't qualify well you qualify for another month but uh like i don't qualify because 37 is the maximum age for for enrolling in this program or for to be accepted in this program like there are some not super strenuous, but at least like mildly uh, restrictive physical requirements for the job. So like the guy in the wheelchair, um, as funny as that was, like there's a 0% chance that he's yeah. actually getting the job. And if he is getting the job, he's not going to actually be a field agent. Like he, he's, he's not going to be the one coming to your house. <laughs> as, funny as, <laughs> as funny as that would be, like they do have some pretty restrictive. You just go stuff. upstairs. You're like, all right. <laughs> Like, sorry, dude. Live on yeah. the third floor. <laughs> Just two steps, and he can't fucking get you. Uh, but yeah, there are some pretty restrictive requirements for the for those positions. So, like, I I could see the the fact check article that said this was just like a college recruitment type of program. Yeah, well, they gotta yeah they gotta get you before you you have too many brain cells rattling around in your head and you figured all this shit out. Like thirty seven, by thirty seven, you've had enough run ins with the IRS and fucking paying taxes that you would never, ever go work for them because you know that it's theft. On some, even if you don't want to fucking admit it, and the price we pay for a civilized society. You don't want to be one of these fucking people. So they get to you in college before you've actually fucking lived in the real world. Like, hey, look at this cool job. And you get to carry a gun and you get to do this. And you're, you know, you're doing your patriotic duty and blah, 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 blah. Oh, God. I mean, they know how to do it. They, they, They have a formula that seems to be working because millions and millions of people have bought into this system that is just by any measure, just a complete you know, abject failure. I mean, it's kind of the same playbook that they use for military recruitment, stuff like that. Like it's, there's a, there's definitely a tried and true methodology to getting people to, to sign up for that and enroll in that. Um, Yeah. I mean, that's, you know, that's guy stuff, camaraderie and, you know, you can be a hero and fight for your country and all that stuff. Yeah. And then, you know, they go overseas and they really, they really get a dose of what it actually is. I do yeah. really think they're going to have trouble filling that many positions in the IRS. Like, I don't think there's that many IRS agents as it is. 
and based on the job requirement, like the uh, the prerequisite requirements to qualify for the job, mm-hmm. it just doesn't feel like that's one of those things. Like you're definitely going to get a bunch of desk jockeys. Like when they do actually start having the recruitment classes and you start to see the legit training, I suspect that a lot of the people are going to look similar to that because it's going to be a lot of desk jockeys. Like it, it requires a lot of, a lot of time spent in uh, investigating tax law and tax fraud and other stuff like that. Um, It's not going to be a lot of like ex military types. It's going to be a lot of like desk jockey types. So, so, but, but in, you know, with that, it seems pretty restrictive. Like there, it doesn't seem like there's a huge number of people out there that are going to qualify for this job. Yeah. Yeah. Well, they're having trouble getting people to qualify for the military too. I guess that's the, uh, the silver lining of America just becoming fucking soft, pudgy, worthless, um, uh, you know, just a, a, a generation of zers and zims and whatever that can't really fucking, they couldn't fight their way out of a paper bag. Um, yeah, they can't, they, you can't go overseas and win wars with, the with the generations that we're bringing up. So I guess that's a good thing, but then they'll, you know, they'll just go over, you know, they'll send the, the new John McCain over to fucking Ukraine to pump up their troops to go fight the war for us. I mean, it really is fucking unbelievable how devious these people are anyway. Yeah. Fauci's out um, in December. He's going to officially resign at 81. I can't imagine working at 81, like just, Shouldn't she just be playing golf or something? Like, I don't know. Um, but he's going to start the next chapter of his life, he said. Which, I don't know if that's him alluding to just going on fucking book tours for the rest of his uh, his remaining days. I'm sure he'll get, you know, he'll be like a consultant or some shit. Just making stupid money, giving speeches and writing bullshit books. And again, once again, we reward these awful people for doing awful things with just insane amounts of money. And it's not because people appreciate his perspective on things or anything like that. It's because of the influence that he wields in Washington and the influence that Washington wields over the entire country. It's all about fucking power and influence. And the more of it they have, the more money that will get thrown at them so that they can, you know, turn that influence to, working in your favor his track record will be one of being abjectly wrong more often than not especially on the biggest topics the biggest health crises that have come up in this nation and he will be worshipped and idolized by the sycophants on the left for eternity because of it yeah brian stelter Ryan Stelter and co will, and that's, you know, we, we have to get rid of, we have to clean house there so that they will stop covering for all of these fucking failures and just point it out. Like, dude, I don't know, just expose it. That's what your job is supposed to be as a reporter. You're supposed to be exposing the failures of government and how despicable these people are not fucking going to bat for them, covering up for them, carrying water for them. No, no, that's not how this is supposed to work. And maybe we're getting to a point where the American people are figuring this out and they've started to seek out alternative forms of of news, media, and information. And hopefully we can uh, fight this censorship horseshit from big tech because that's, you know, that's the other head on this fucking monster that we have to take out. We still don't have a YouTube channel. We got Rumble, baby. We do have Rumble. I got to remember to link to it. Send me the link for that because I, I never linked to it in the description of the audio. And awesome. Nobody gets to see our beautiful smiling faces. All right. Well, we should probably wrap here, huh? Yeah, it's a good spot. I think we covered everything we wanted to today. Uh, tease the tease the interview. Yeah, I think that's going to be interesting. I, I do have to like sift through her uh, her book a little bit over the next couple hours. So I actually know what it's about, but I, I think I can talk about to her about propaganda for a while without really doing a lot of show prep, but I, I think it, it should be pretty interesting and we'll drop that. I don't know whenever I feel like it 
whenever you and I can't get together, we'll put that episode out. Have another interview coming up with um, Mikel Thorup. Oh, yeah. His last name is. Do you know him? Yeah. yeah. He's like, he's doing the, the expat money show in November. Um, so I'm excited to talk to him as well. I haven't, we haven't finalized the date for that yet, but that that'll be coming up as well. And if anything, it's more self-serving, <laughs> maybe. Mikhail is really good. He's, he has a, he has a lot of information for people. It, if you listen to him talk for like 30 minutes, you'll be like, man, I should move to Puerto Rico. Fuck all this. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty excited to talk. I, I, I really want to pick his brain. Like um, I, his people kind of got in contact with me and like, yeah, you want, are you interested in interviewing this guy? And I like looked at his, you know, his background and everything. I was like, yeah, absolutely. Cause I've been, I've been flying by the seat of my pants for two years now and I don't really have a plan. And uh, so hopefully he can help me out with that. So we got that coming up. I don't know if you got anything you need to plug. Uh, I'm doing an interview Thursday night. It's nothing special. Me and a buddy of mine are going to do some follow-up on uh, my episode from last Wednesday where I talked about how young people suck uh, because they do, but mostly because they're terrible in the workforce. Uh, We're doing a little follow-up on that because there's a lot more information on that topic than just the 20 minutes or so that I did on it. Like there's additional articles and stuff. So we're going to go more in depth into why it is that young people suck so bad in the workforce. Okay. All right. Well, I'm, I'm sure we could track it back to government at some, in some way, shape or form. All right. Well, that ought to do it. Don't forget to uh, follow us on Twitter at pedal fiction. You're what are you J camp something around there? 1521. Nailed it. All right. See, eventually things seep into my brain and I can't forget them. Yeah, become a supporting listener of the show just in case I have to uh, get fired from my uh, main nine to five. And I'll link to that in the description. I'll link to the merch store. You can get some, you can design some merch and put it on whatever article of clothing you want or a tote bag or a mug or something like that. Do all that for us. We will be back on Friday, right? We're doing a Friday episode, the brand new episode for you. And until then, you know the drill. Just keep on peddling that so-called fiction. Peace.